is happening. Welcome to Creating Space. It is a special day, a special day because I'm pumped about two things. One is I'm 30 years young today. Shout out to all you Virgos out there. Uh, 30 years young. I'm excited about that. The second and most important thing that I'm excited about today on the line, I've got Jonas Koffler. Jonas is a consultant and an advisor to innovators, entrepreneurs, writers, thought leaders, and forward-thinking corporations. He's a co-author of Hustle, which is a book about the power to charge your life with money, meaning, and momentum. He's a co-founder at Radical Wellness, Inc., which is an online health and wellness startup. Not only that, guys, this dude has his own production company. Yeah, a production company. It's called Koffler Pictures, and it's super awesome. Jonas, what has happened, my man? Welcome to Creating Space. Hey, Wes, thank you very much for, uh, for having me on on your birthday. I feel quite honored and uh, I'm happy to contribute. I love it. Uh, I've been getting a lot of love, birthday love today, and a lot of individuals, I ask them straight straight away, give me something that, that you would give yourself if you were looking at yourself at 30. Give me some advice. So, Jonas, you got any advice for me 30 years old? Yeah, I mean, a number of things, Wes. I think number one is um, don't be so hard on yourself. You know, Allow yourself the, the, if you will, the creative space to to do the things that you want to do without judgment, you know, free of judgment. That'd be number one. So get get clear of that. And uh, number two is, um, you know, to to think, reflect on your everyday, uh, because there are great lessons if you just listen, if you tune in, um, that you can pick up and apply uh, in your life in meaningful ways. And I think as twenty year olds, you know, our hormones are going crazy. Uh, we're trying to figure out who we are and kind of discover some truths about ourselves and about the world. And I think, you know, again, the, the point is to um, to be introspective and at the same time to not be so judgmental um, so that you can allow yourself to uh, to grow in ways that you need to grow. And I think that the 30 is a big watermark in terms of maturity. It is um, recognizing who you were in the 20s, letting go of that and focusing on your adult, your adult life and the um, the great growth you have ahead still. Wow, man. That's incredibly timely. You talk about tuning in. That's incredibly timely advice because I just got back from Sweden. I took a trip over to Sweden to go visit uh, a lifelong friend. And not only that, uh, I had to get away and, and kind of reset my values and what I wanted for the next um, for the next phase of my life. And one of those things was to just be gentle, man. I, I, that competitive mindset that I had as an athlete is not serving me any longer as I transition. So I think your, your advice, man, is spot on. And I'm excited uh, to be able to get the chance to, to listen to more of this advice that you've got. Tell me, Jonas, you've got a heck of a resume, man. But you know, if you had a tops card, a playing card, what do you think would be on the back of your playing card as a highlight of, of your career so far? Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting, man. I think one is um, creative versatility would probably be the the hallmark or the anchor idea, uh, anchor. Um, but the other ones are, you know, I'm an optimist. Uh, at times, I'm probably too idealistic. Uh, so I think optimism would be up there. And I think, uh, so creative versatility, optimism, I think if there's one more thing, it would probably be listening, Wes, because listening is uh, is such an important skill. And I can't emphasize enough, especially in a time when, you know, myself included, we're all so uh, mired in the kind of digital world that, you know, we lose the ability or we overlook at times the importance of listening, whether it's listening to, you know, your lover or, or your spouse or listening to your friends or listening to coworkers or um, business partners. You've got to focus and listen 
and listen for cues because uh, people are telling you things that you may not be aware of. And it's very important that you not lose sight of that. I, r- I really like that advice. I'm trying to implement that every single day in my life as I grow with creating space. And that's something that I'm going to need to do. So give me some examples of ways that you listen more in tunely or with more depth in your life and in the conversations that you have. Yeah, well, I think there are a number of uh, very practical ways to listen. Um, and I picked up, up some of these um, through my, my clients and business partners, um, Four Day Weekend, who are uh, you know, who've we written about in the book, actually, who are, um, you know, one of the longest uh, improvisation uh, comedy shows in the country and have done phenomenally well, performed for two presidents and so forth. Um, the idea of active listening. So that is listening um, with a, uh, a nod to certain cues or certain words or um, affirmation or something that um, is being expressed in a way. So it's not passive. You're not nodding along and, and not really paying attention. You're actively listening and trying to glean meaning from what you're getting uh, from the speaker. And so, um, you know, in, in our conversation today, I'm listening very specifically for um, the, the kind of answer that you're looking for. And I'm also taking a moment to pause, as I'm doing right now, to think through what I want to say. So the idea is um, you're not uh, you're not just spouting out something that's um, that you've you know, pre-thought. It is having a degree of spontaneity. It is being able to apply some something meaningful or va- of value to you, Wes. So it is um, isn't taking the, the information in, thinking through it, and coming back with a, a an answer that is is preferably something that can help you move forward. So for you, I would say um, the the choice of active listening is participatory. It's not robotic. And it, is, it requires you to, um, uh, to be one spontaneous and at the same time um, to think through for a, a, some, a more specific answer. So I think that's part of it. I think the other side of listening is um, to, uh, to be able to discern what's important and what isn't important. In our conversation today, you know, I'm, I'm, as a spiritual person, I'm always going to answer through the microphone of um, how does this resonate with me as, as a spiritual being, not just someone who's, who's on the plane of, of the world and you know, scientific material world, but someone who um, tries to bring a higher degree of, of enlightenment and elevated consciousness um, and love for humanity and so forth. So, so that's, that's kind of the lens that I would use, um, those two things. You know, one is active listening, the other is looking through um, the lens or the microphone of um, how does this speak to me from a, a place of spirit. I really like that. Whenever you're spirit focused, you 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 allow that uh, vibration uh, of the universe to really resonate with you, and you can listen within depth. I, I agree uh, to that as well. It, it's such an interesting topic because most of the time, life uh, will give you an experience which will push you to that level of enlightenment uh, for some reason. What was it that had happened in your life that kind of shifted you in the direction where you realized, hey? I'm pretty good at listening. I need to be better at uh, this. This is a good skill set. I need to get better at this because I can serve me moving forward, maybe in a business. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't think there's one thing. I think it was a series of experiences that I had, um, Wes. Uh, and I think part of the listening exercise is really being able to listen to yourself um, because you have to start there uh, before you can really start listening to other people. Uh, so, you know, to give you a, a specific answer, um, when I had a stroke, I was in my mid twenties working for a startup and, um, there, you know, I, I had dizzy spells, 
you know, I had some blurred vision. Um, this all led up to the stroke so that I didn't listen um, to those signs, right? The universe saying, hey, man, <laughs> you need to slow down. Right. Um, so that was part of it. And then coming out of that was, okay, I need to recalibrate now. I am going to consciously become more aware of how I feel doing things that would be uh, more beneficial and healthy for me. So that was part of it as well. And then listening, listening for opportunities specifically. Um, so the, the growth mindset is one that, um, that listens specifically to messages around um, either a way to help someone else, uh, potentially a way to solve a problem creatively, um, or, you know, if you want to try a small experiment, um, conversations generally lead you in that direction. But you have to be able to not only listen for the right cues, but listen to the right people, Wes, which, uh, and we can segue more into that in a second, but I think those are the, the key pieces. You're, you're so right. You mentioned um, before that often a lot of times the opportunities that you get in life will be associated with the connections that you make through your life. And so listening will be a huge part of that because in listening uh, and, you know, obviously for the cues and uh, evaluating the motives of individuals and then stepping outside of yourself with the growth mindset, great book, Carol Dweck uh, mindset, uh, being able to look for those cues and then try to provide a, a solution to the problem. That's what you do in your, in your business. You're looking, looking and listening for opportunities to help businesses or people grow. What is a way right now that you are listening to yourself and helping yourself grow and creating space for a better version of yourself? Yeah. So, you know, I, I have a number of um, rituals and I think rituals are, are something that I want to suggest to, uh, to your listeners. We all have rituals. We're just not always aware of, of our practice. So, you know, for me, that can be anything from taking an early morning walk every day, um, you know, when my wife is with me in the country, you know, or if we're traveling, we, we try to do that every day together. That would be one thing. Another thing I do is, um, is have a quiet sit. So, uh, you know, the meditation is um, very simply listening to your breath, um, very simply uh, you know, taking time to introspect, reflect on your thoughts and feelings. Um, and the way I do it is um, I try to think of the thoughts moving in my mind as like waves in the ocean. And so um, I listen to those sounds. And instead of judging, I just nod or say yes internally. And I let it go. Um, so that's another way of listening and also allowing your, yourself to calm down and unwind a bit. So that's another ritual that I practice. And beyond that, it is um, making time for you know, important business relations or friends uh, every day. And so even if it's a quick conversation, hey, I've only got a few minutes, I just want to tell you X, Y, or Z, or I'm very excited about this project, I can't you know, thank you enough for the opportunity. It is having some gratitude as well. So I think those are the kinds of things that, that help me um, stay tuned in uh, stay focused and allow me to listen again, both to myself and, and to other people as well. Yeah. It sounds like you, you have a great routine to center yourself. Is that uh, a bit or a little bit of a snapshot of what you illuminated uh, or illustrated in your, your book called the 10 minute rule? Yeah. So, I mean, in hustle, you know, hustle is, it's a term that conveys um, energy and uh, you know, the idea of shaking your life up to set yourself free. Um, and so yeah, the 10-minute rule is, uh, you know, this idea that, um, especially as a, a creative doer, you know, a type A kind of take-charge person, 
um, we're all driven, and I think that we can also get overwhelmed. And so, and because of that, um, we can also get stuck because we feel like, especially you know, those of us who are perfectionistic, we want to do something perfectly. And the idea of ten minute rule is very simple: it is to do without judgment first and evaluate second, not evaluate or plan first and then do second. So, um, so for example, if if you're a writer, um, which I am. You know, the first thing you want to do in the morning is to sit down and crank out, you know, a few hundred words just to get um, to grease the gear, so to speak. Uh, you know, if, if you're a podcaster, you know, working on the podcast without over-evaluating or thinking about it. The, the idea is motion and the rest will take care of itself. So the 10-minute rule very simply is um, the first thing you should do every morning is to sit down or stand up if you're, uh, you know, stand, you're working on a stand-up desk is to, um, to just do for 10 minutes, whatever it might be. And in that process, you're creating motion and momentum energetically into um, carrying you through the rest of the day. So that's what we found has been successful for us. Um, and and uh, there's more on it in the book as well. We call it <laughs> putting yourself in the temple of doing. Short ritual, it's sort of like doing a meditation, uh, but all you're doing is, uh, is being productive. I love it. You're throwing a lot of energy and attention into positivity. And I feel exactly. this day in society, positivity is getting lost because we're looking at everyone's highlight reels on their social media uh, pages and people are comparing. And it's very easy with the way that we've been raised in society to put things that are false priorities as priorities. So what do you think is the key for individuals who may feel like they are not in a job that that they're that they like on a day-to-day process. They're looking at other people's lives and comparing and, and it's really causing suffering. What's the first way that you or the first tip that you'd give to someone who's sitting at their desk or looking at their life introspectively and saying, I need a change. Something's not, I'm not happy. I got I gotta make a different change here. Yeah. So and this is great. I experienced this myself, Wes. And I know that, you know, if you look at the global data, 90%, 90% of people, nine out of 10 experience this, this frustration, this sense of um, unfulfillment. You know, we call it the mediocrity of meh in the book. But the, <laughs> the reality is that, um, you know, one, you've got to get your head right first, right? And, and that means that you need to be honest with yourself. If you're unfulfilled, you're unhappy, you're displeased, disengaged, whatever it might be, whether it's the wrong career for you, you don't like the company you're working for. If you're working for yourself, maybe you want to shift gears and try a new venture. Um, be honest with yourself. That's number one. Number two, give yourself a little time. So frame it as um, an experimental period, a transition period. The job you have is in the meantime. It's to keep the lights on, so to speak. But you know, there's a, especially if you're in the States, we've got a dynamic economy, or Canada for that matter, there are always options. You're not going to starve to death. So move away from that. Um, and to get your head right, get some clarity, take some time, take a walk, get away from the computer for a little while. It, that's incredibly therapeutic, that in and of itself. Um, and you know what? I, I actually recommend people journal every day. And, and the, the science behind that has shown uh, unequivocally that that the more you journal, the, you know, the, 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 the more uh, sort of more relaxed and more calm uh, you become, uh, but you've got to stick to it. And so, um, so I would say, um, you know, take some time and get some clarity 
make sure you exercise. If your mind is overworked, you need to compensate um, and try to balance by getting some exercise. I know you know that well. Um, and then uh, and give yourself a little time. Don't, don't be so hard on yourself. Um, there are always paths. And the, the great thing about this listening thing we were talking about earlier is that those cues will be there. If you're if you know you're you're not aligned with your spirit, if you know you're walking on the wrong side and you're um, if you're doing the wrong thing, your time is precious. It is precious, man. Especially that should be resonant with you turning 30 today. Absolutely. We're all Absolutely. we're all walking toward an end that we we know, right? And it and is an end in this life. And the whole idea is yes, you want to strong for long strive for longevity, but in the meantime, what are a few things uh, that would make you feel more energized, more emotionally involved, more excited every day. Those are the things that you want to start pursuing relentlessly, even in small ways. So if it means, you know, at the end of the day, you carve out an hour to read on a topic that's of interest to you. There's a great book called Hustle. You should read that. Um, <laughs> but, but beyond that, you know, it might mean doing an internship or working with a, a mentor that you like helping that person out and picking up some new tools of the trade, so to speak. Um, there are all sorts of things you can do, but the idea is if you're feeling stuck, then, the, then you need to get unstuck. And to get unstuck, you've got to set yourself in motion. Set yourself in motion with the simple practice of 10-minute rule and start pursuing the things that are meaningful to you and placing small bets on those on yourself and on those pursuits that are going to pay off and move you forward. I really like that. A lot of people get stuck uh, because they are in what's called a scarcity mindset right? Uh, explain a little bit. You talk a lot about scarcity mindset. Explain what you feel like is the antithesis of progression, which is the scarcity mindset. Yeah. Well, we, you know, we, we, um, we term it something a little different, but a scarcity mindset very simply is this, this concept that uh, we feel we have too little uh, and having that too little begins to shape how we think, how we feel, our behaviors uh, in the world. And so, um, and, and, and this, the broader sense of this meh that we talk about in the book is this idea that uh, since we're unfulfilled, uh, then we can only continue being unfulfilled and, and life becomes very dark. And, um, and it's actually important to go through that experience so that you can go from scarcity, a place of needing and wanting and um, desiring more to a place of feeling fulfilled, abundant, overflowing, energized, engaged, um, that, that the world is, is your oyster, that it's a place of possibility, that there's so many people that um, would love to work with you or would love your help in some way. It's a very simple mind shift, right? But when we're stuck behind our computers, when we're stuck um, you know, at a cubicle, it's, it's hard to see that at times. So, so because of that, what I recommend is you um, find people, if, if it's meeting a new person every week, or if it's finding your tribe or doing a book club or whatever little things you can do to, um, to what, I, what we call unite the tribe, it is getting out there and getting feedback from other people and talking to them about where you are and what you want to do and so forth. They're not going to have the answers that are perfect for you, but they're going to plug you into a community of, um, of like-minded folks, you know, other people who have dreams and other people who want to do great things um, or reinvent themselves, right? So the, the scarcity thing keeps you trapped. The abundance thing is about reinvention and about pursuing opportunities that are meaningful. So again, it's the very simple thing. 10 minutes a day. If, if you're just going to do one thing, then make sure you reach out to someone new or a friend of yours or someone and you make time um, in your calendar every day to allow a shift from scarcity to abundance. You know, it might be just 
reading books. It might be looking at powerful affirmations. It might be watching TED Talks, whatever your thing is, or getting out on the soccer field and kicking around with people. Find that little thing that will put you in a groove where you, you feel like you're, you're uh, unstuck. I really like that. For my 30th birthday, I, I went onto social media and I challenged my followers or my tribe to send me some of the affirmations that they u- have used in their life to help them shift and, and get out of uh, being stuck. And I put all of those together in a recording that I could plug into my headphones at any point on my trip and just have positive affirmations or, re- you know, with the idea of rewiring my mind while I was abroad you know, with the idea and the understanding that I'm in a new environment, it's going to spark my creativity. My, my mind's going to be hyper-focused. Why not access that time where the new, new brain waves are, uh, and synapses are, are opening up? I can be able to kind of infiltrate that and hopefully change or alter my natural state of thought. To go on that, that other side of abundance, a great Wayne Dyer quote uh, was the metaphor he talked about where uh, a single drop of the ocean, when detached from the ocean, withers, goes away. But when that same drop of water uh, re-enters the ocean, it has the power of the entire body of water. And I, I think that is exactly what you're saying when you, when it comes to collaborating with others, finding mentors, always looking for feedback, and really connecting to the source, which is everything inside of, uh, of it all, right? Everything inside of the universe. Tell me this next question for you. What's something, uh, a habit that you realize through self-awareness that wasn't serving you any longer. And you're really excited that you don't do that every day. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. You know, I, I'm thinking about this, uh, as far as habits go. Well, I, I think it's one is, um, you know, it, it does kind of tie into the Dweck point you made earlier. It's this idea that, um, you know, seeing ourselves as one thing um, and not realizing that actually that, that thing is constantly changing. So it's it's a habit of self, it's kind of self-reflection. Um, that is that the old one would have been, you know, I am I am X person and I'm going to be like that the rest of my life. So that's, a, you know, that may not be the perfect habit per se, but it's something to think about, right? It's like to see yourself one way and then um, to not be flexible or not think that that's going to change. The, the habit that you don't want to do is, and, and you know, you're going to have experiences that allow you to kind of open to this new identity that you're creating. Um, but it's to be, it's instead of having a closed mindset, is to have an open mindset. I think that very simply is that the person you are today, Wes, at 30, is going to be vastly different from the person you're going to be at 35 or 40 or 41 or whatever it might be. So it is letting go to, of the old. Uh, and replacing that with the new because we're constantly reinventing ourselves. So, um, so I think that would be it. I think it's, um, again, it's not having a fixed mindset about who I am or what I can do because that, that can constantly be uh, recreated or reinvented. At any point, you can shift your direction. Uh, and a lot of individuals, and maybe sometimes it'll come from that feedback that you get from other individuals. If you have a closed mindset and you're not willing to listen to some of the advice that they may give, it's going to be very hard for you to ever grow, right? And, and shift into the growth mindset. But if you have that openness to the feedback, then it can uh, it most definitely can shift the way maybe your thoughts are, or the perception that you have on whatever you may be doing. And, you know, for instance, YouTube started as a dating website didn't it? And all of a sudden YouTube has turned into one of the biggest video production companies uh, or hosting companies ever. 
So uh, Jonas, moving forward, creating space for me, it was, it, was, it was the ability to detach myself from the identity of an athlete and create space for the new individual that I could see in my mind, in my vision, and the guy that I wanted to be. But if, at first, I had to step away from that. Um, I had to step away from that crutch of the identity of the soccer player. In your life, how have you created space for a better version of yourself? Yeah, well, a few things. I think, you know, one is, um, uh, and, you know, again, we write about this. It's this idea of doing something that moves you. So uh, every day is an opportunity to tr either try something new um, or instead of, you know, generally you have these urges or inclinations to do things. And we, you know, our, our judging mind says, no, don't do that. It's dangerous or, you know, it's too risky. Um, I think one of the things is to be open to taking a little more risk. It doesn't have to, it doesn't mean, you know, jumping off a bridge risk. It means um, listening to yourself and being willing to put yourself out there in new ways. It's the only way you can grow. And I'll give you a very direct personal example. Um, you know, before, uh, before Hustle uh, evolved, um, I remember having, very clearly having a conversation with Patrick, one of my co-authors, and him saying, look, man, you know, the only way for you to break free and get to the next level is to put yourself out there as an author. So, you know, and for years I'd been a ghostwriter and he was right. And uh, this, like this next level, next layer um, has led to, you know, since then other layers and other levels. And whether it's, you know, now working on a, a major feature film uh, or it's, you know, tomorrow or excuse me, next week, as a matter of fact, and I'm not sure when this is airing, but, you know, we're in the midst of a massive publicity tour. And where that goes, who knows? But what I know is it's, it keeps getting better and better and better. Had I not taken the risk to begin with, Wes, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. And who knows where I'd be? Wow, that's incredible. Because I, too, am dealing with some fear associated with what to do next with creating space and how to scale it and grow it and grow the tribe and the listenership. And a lot of times I get stuck with, I'm afraid to do that because of maybe how it'll be interpreted or, mm -hmm. or does it align with my brand? And I think that is a timely message. Once again, Jonas, you're coming in with the heaters today. Uh, I, I got another one for you. Uh, hit me with it. If you're coming <laughs> with feedback, my brother, 30 yeah. years young, yeah. let's hear it. Let's hear so, it. So here it is. Uh, and this may be the single most powerful thing I've ever learned in my life. And is it is what I call the anthropogenic moment, right? The anthropogenic moment, anthropos, meaning man, genic formation of. Okay, the anthropogenic moment is this idea that once we overcome the fear of death, meaning our fear of death, the ultimate fear, right? The fear of our elimination. Yeah. We set ourselves free. And when we set ourselves free, we can accomplish anything. Mm. It's very simple, right? But it's profound. And so the example, here's one of them. Um, if you've read, you know, Frederick Douglass or Frederick Douglass, uh, former slave turned uh, orator and author and so forth. Um, you know, he turned to face his, uh, his slave master had been beating him. Right. And he turned around with fearlessness in his eyes, right. To, to, to fight and face his master. And in that action, he was able to set himself free from fear, uh, from death or whatever it might be. Um, now it's one example and there are many, many examples, but the idea is to set yourself free in some way. And once you do that, there is no looking back. Man, life is just possibility. Oh, infinite possibility. Emancipate yourself. I exactly. love that. Jonas, what an incredible spiritual mind you have, man. So much uh, philosophy, 
I, I bet you just get into this mode where you listen and then you channel and you step out of the way of, of your conscious mind and you just allow that information that you have tucked away to stream through. It, it, it's fascinating stuff. And when I heard you on um, Entrepreneur on Fire, I said, man, I got to get Jonas on the show. I really just want to have a, selfishly, I want to have a conversation with this guy. He seems like a wicked dude. I uh, spent a lot of time in Vancouver. So I know Canadians have uh, a different mindset when it comes to uh, different things as opposed to to Americans. Not not good, bad, or indifferent. It's just different, right? And so I, I'm, I'm so excited that you came onto the show and are willing to give us a slice of what you've learned in your life and how you've created space for a better version, man. I, I'm excited to see where you're going to be at you know, the next five-year increments. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm passionate to continue to watch you grow. Well, thank you, brother. And I'll just say one thing, and you know, if, if there are listeners out there who are struggling, you know, obviously we love your support for the book, but beyond that, um, there are so many free resources out there for you. And especially, you know, if you look at the statistics, you know, one in four of us um, are on some kind of pharmaceutical. It could be as high as one in, one in three for a mood disorder, like depression or anxiety. Um, and that, that to me is a great shame because, um, you know, life is meant to be a joyful experience. And yeah, we have our hiccups and ups and downs and so forth. But, you know, if, if, you, if you're honest with yourself, it, you know, generally speaking, you have to be willing to take some risk and make some change. Um, and so, you know, not to shamelessly plug it, but there are free resources. One of them is the Mental Wellness Summit, which is the flagship um, product for, my, for Radical Wellness. And our whole intention is to um, help people in their desire for self-care so that if they need pharmaceuticals, that's their choice. But there are many other healing modalities out there. And sometimes it's as simple as creating a support group among your friends, whether you're an entrepreneur or you work or whatever you do. Um, but find find your core group that can help you um, deal with the challenges you have in your life. And, um, and hopefully that'll help you um, fuel your journey in new ways. I think that's fantastic. You've, you've become a bit of a mentor and you've given these uh, individuals, any listeners who may feel like they're interested in, in what you have got to, to offer them, where, where can they find you directly to be able to communicate or <laughs> find any of that information? Well, uh, you know, the best thing to do, Wes, is, um, is probably to tweet at, at Jonas Koffler. Um, and then another thing is just, you know, you can always email hello at hustlegeneration.com. That's the easiest way to find me. Um, you know, I check my email constantly, so, so I'll definitely get back to you and, um, and again, just tweet at me if, if, uh, if that's your preferred channel. Uh, listeners, you can understand why I wanted to bring him on the show. There's, there's a lot of depth. There's a lot of opportunity for growth. And I'm sure at any point you feel like you need to reach out to you, to him, he can help you, uh, in many, many ways and probably very quickly. Jonas, Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I have to say, I'm excited to see what you do. And I would love maybe in the future to continue to shoot you emails, uh, frame some things up for you, take a listen to what you think and and hear your feedback. Are you open to that? Wes, an honor and a pleasure. um, And anytime, brother, you know where to find me. And uh, and look, happy 30th to you. I hope you enjoy it and uh, and celebrate in the right way. And um, absolutely, you just hit me up and, and let me know when. All right, Jonas, you're the man. Appreciate you coming on to the show. Happy September 6th, and uh, I look forward to talking to you soon, my man. Thank you, brother. Man, what an incredible interview. Jonas brought a lot of value specifically to me for my 30th birthday, but I know there are listeners out there who are really loving what he brought for them as well. Keep in mind, we're all in this together, and he's so right when he's talking about avoiding the scarcity mindset 
and being able to go for abundance, search and desire for abundance in your life. When you open that channel, a lot of things will have the space to come in and make a change for the better. Guys, continue to share the podcast as we continue to grow. It's so important that we reach out to new listeners to be able to share our message and keep creating space for others to enter and become better versions of themselves. Reach out to me on social media. Like I said, it's my 30th birthday. I'd love to hear from you. Get feedback on the show. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Wesley T. Knight. You can find me on Snapchat at West Knight. And on Facebook, I go live every Monday for my Mindset Monday portions. You can find me there at facebook.com forward slash west.night. Guys, have a great day. Happy 6th of September. Go ahead and push your positivity on someone else and enjoy all that comes back your way.